Computer, initialize Holosuite. Here we go, a brand new episode of Lower Decks. My name is Kyle, I am joined by Katie. Hi! Hi! So I didn't introduce us by surnames there, but since the last Blast Shield, something big has gone down. Something huge. Are you sure? I have a ring on my finger that reminds me every goddamn day. Ouch. Uh, yes, we got married. So we got married almost two months ago at the time of recording this. So we are now the actual husband and wife that talk about Star Trek Lower Decks on a podcast. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. It is cool. So we are now Mr. and Mrs. West. So it's official. You now can't leave me. And what's amazing is that you still married me after I not only told you I watched Star Trek and love it, but that you also married me after I got you to do. <laughs> Were you trying to get rid of me? Star Trek podcasts. I was doing everything I could <laughs> to make you go, <laughs> but it just seemed to hook you in. None of it worked. So there is a lovely photo of us on social media doing the LLAP with our wedding rings on. Uh, we did chat some funny stories about the wedding as well on our other podcast, her first Trek, a Star Trek review podcast. But yes, so we are married. That's the big news. And we uh, had um, the theme from Enterprise yes. in our wedding. Yeah, so the... Chosen by me. Yeah, it was. You said it. So mm. uh, Faith of the Heart was a part of our wedding ceremony. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, not as cheesy as you think from how we described no, it. No, I know, right? It, it, it was classy. <laughs> it was done quite classy. I don't really know what else to say on that front. What else has happened since we've last done an episode of this show? Well, something big has happened. Significant has happened, really, since our last episode reviews of the show, which were actually... Uh, the last episode review we did was almost 10 months ago to this day, believe it or not. Omg. 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 Do we no longer say OMG? We just say Omg. Yeah. It's like the Klingon version of OMG. <laughs> That's what I was just yeah. thinking. Omg. Omg. <laughs> I don't know if it would have... I don't know why we're doing like the Italian hand actions with this. Yeah, I feel like there's something Omg. romantic and Italian about the, the Klingons. Klingons. Yeah, no? <laughs> Depends which ones, really. Yeah, something big has happened. So when you came to Lodex, you were relatively, apart from Discovery, really, you were relatively new to all of Trek. Mm. Oh, Picard, you watched some Picard. But since we finished season one of Lodex, you have actually watched the first season of Star Trek Voyager, the first season of Deep Space Nine, the first season of TNG. God bless you for going through that one. <laughs> and currently trying to get through the first season of TOS. I mean, God bless me for getting through that one. Yes. So uh, you have really thrown yourself into Trekdom. I'm really neck deep in a pool of Trekness. Yes. So now, like with Lower Decks and any show where they have the first season where they have to establish everything and then season two, it's like fresh and now you know everything you can go. We're like that now with Blast Shield. You now understand references that are made I on the do, show. I do. I yeah, do. It, it's really cool. I it, even point stuff out to you sometimes. Yeah. It's like watching Trek with someone else. Why do you look so happy right now? <laughs> that's I don't know. That, that's my version of a of an affair, I suppose. So <laughs> Watching you, Trek with yeah. Can you imagine walking in and catching me watching Star Trek with someone else? You are sick. You're a sick, sick son of a bee. We are going to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks for the rest of this podcast, guys. But just to uh, quickly just go through um, a few things Trek related as well before we jump into our review. I've got a question for you. 
Mm-hmm. And we haven't even done this on her first track because on that podcast, we've yet to air the episodes where we've watched the entire seasons. So a little bit of like a, almost a spoiler on this one is we've rewatched season one of Lower Decks a couple of times. You've now seen the first season of all the of all the shows, actually, Discovery, Enterprise, mm-hmm. Picard. So the only thing one you haven't seen the full one of is TOS. Which one's your favourite oh, season of Star Trek? stop it now. Come on. Stop it. Come on. Where does Lower Decks rank amongst your favourite first seasons of Star Trek? I mean, it's pretty damn high up there. I've put you on the spot. I know. I didn't know you were going to ask yeah, me this. You haven't had time to prepare, really. No. I mean, it is a bit of a spoiler because I'm giving all of this information on her first trek as well as far as more serious trek shows go i think we're leaning towards voyager but also enterprise oh my baby enterprise you know how they always say your first bond is your bond right and unfortunately for me my first bond is not considered the greatest bond (laughs) who's your favorite bond my first bond is um roger moore so he's always my bond now no no, i know roger moore was the worst i know and i want daniel craig to be my bond because he's he's a great bond but because i watched enterprise first i think that's always going to be my track oh wow you know? God, you make me happy. Lower Decks, close second? I think it's going to have to be second after Enterprise. Ooh, that's good. Because there's like eight or nine shows at this stage. So that's, that's good. And we're so... We're only one season in. So exactly. it's it's catching up quick. Well, speaking of catching up then, it's doing so by launching its second season. So the 11th episode of Lower Decks. Can you believe that there's only been 11 episodes thus far? No, that's I crazy. feel like I'm so in there. Yeah, I know. I, I do feel like I've... Probably because we've rewatched the episodes so many times. Mm. But I do feel like I've had much more to do with this crew than we actually have. So yeah, we're going to, in just a few moments, start that review. I realised, Katie, there was something we needed to cover. I wondered when you were going to say it. Before we actually did the review... <laughs> Yes, we recently discovered, for people who haven't heard us talk about this on her first track, uh, we recently discovered that we have a, a very big, we want to say, famous listener to our show. It was revealed on the official Star Trek podcast, uh, the pod directive, that Tawny Newsom, otherwise known as Ensign Beckett Mariner, actually listens to this show. First thing, Katie, how does that make you feel? I felt sick, but like the kind of sick that comes up in this episode, like the rainbow sick. Oh. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just like, ha! Like, I did not know what to think. Yes. So, I mean, that was a really big deal for us. We could fangirl about this whole thing. I kind of am um, right now in my mind. Yeah, because you I've are just quietly. But we're not going to do it. We're going to try and act a lot cooler about this yeah. than we Thanks, man. look if you saw us right now. So, Tawny, if you're listening to this episode, thank you so much. You said some wonderfully kind things about our family, about us. And I'm glad that you've enjoyed everything we've done on the show so far. Yeah. And also, hi. Hi. <laughs> Come join oh us gosh. on the show one day, Tawny, if you want to. Um, yeah. Hells yeah. So let's do it. Shall we talk about season two? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, I haven't got any notes for this episode. The funny thing is that you do have notes. I do. But my daughter has them. Yes. They're on your phone. <laughs> and your our daughter currently has, I'd say your daughter, as if she were not mine. <laughs> um, our daughter currently has your phone, which is to be distracted from not disturbing this podcast, which she probably still will at some point. Mm-hmm. And so all your notes are on there. But are they mentally recorded? Oh yeah, they're ingrained. They're in there. This episode was called Strange Energies, which is quite funny. It's hilarious because it sounds like the kind of crap we would name one of our podcasts yeah like it would be a podcast episode <laughs> name yeah strange energies what i love though is that obviously this energy and this is a spoiler podcast guys so we're gonna be just jumping on the whole thing and dropping all sorts of spoilers so be warned they talk about gary mitchell and all sorts and the godlike powers and we never really had a, a true name for that in track but now lower decks has sort of retroactively given it a title 
strange energies. So now, whenever anyone has any godlike power or anything a bit odd like that, we will refer to it as strange energies in Trek. I feel like even Ransom did that. It's such a German way of naming stuff. They name stuff literally what it is. Okay. Like an ambulance is an ill wagon. (laughs) I I feel like... I feel like they should still be called ill wagons everywhere. Yeah, and a skull is a deadhead. A deadhead. So Strange Energies is just so German, and I am here for it. This takes place a few months after the uh, season finale, which, by the way, that season finale, even now, is one of my favourite episodes of Star Trek ever. Just an amazing episode. We're going to talk about the plot lines, I think, by plot line, rather than jumping on like an episode scene-by-scene breakdown. So we're going to go through, I think, Mariner's main plot first. We get a good bit of continuity with season one where Mariner is in this epic, epic escape from a Cardassian prison. Nice to see the Cardis again. I can't make any comments about the Cardassians really for you without just spoiling DS9, but I did have some questions at first as to how we were seeing them in this setup. But it turns out it's a holodeck thing. So that's the continuity from season one where she discovered during that holodeck movie that it was a really good way for her to sort of let out let off steam. She's doing the same thing here by uh, escaping Alcaraz in prison. When did you realise it was a holodeck program? I actually embarrassingly did not cotton on when Boimler was like, I'm just a hologram. <laughs> Didn't cotton on. It was when Jen came in. Oh, okay. I twigged. I heard Boimler say. Because when I first saw her go past Boimler, I was like, oh, wow, they're like on a mm. mission with each other already. Is this going to be like a flashback story? No, it turns out I heard him say he's just a hologram. And I was like, ah. So did I, but I didn't twig. You didn't, you didn't no. notice it? Oh, jeez. Okay. And then, yeah, Jen showed up. That bitch. We hate Jen. We don't like Jen, do we? No. So she escapes. Now, I've got a few questions about the holodeck thing. Okay. And I'm overthinking it because it was a really kick-ass action scene. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we see the scenes in space with the ship mm. and, like, the establishing shots as well of the, the station. I know. I, I did wonder. Technically, we don't get those, do we? No. Because she's just in the holodeck. She would only see what's around I guess that was her. for our benefit. Yeah, I guess. Unless the holodeck has cutscenes. <laughs> it could do. But what happens to you as a person when you're in there if there's a cutscene? So I'm going to assume it went to a cutscene of mm-hmm. uh, action outside the ship. And then Jen comes and ruins it. Mariner's got to go to work. So uh, even though we're a few months later, we discover that Freeman and Mariner are keeping up what they said at the end of season one. They're going to work with each other. So doing things the Starfleet way, but Mariner has permission now to actually break the rules to do things maybe the right way rather than the Starfleet way. Mm -hmm. Almost the Mariner way. Just a coiner phrase from one of our sister podcasts on the network. Another question about this then. They're working together. We find out as the episode goes on that actually they kind of dislike but they are having to be so nice to each other and work with each other. And they would rather do that occasionally and then otherwise have their typical, I guess, conflicts that they normally mm. have. But, you know, Freeman, Captain Freeman did say that she is very proud of her daughter. So that was mm. nice. Yeah, that was nice. We didn't get that in season one. But here's a question for you. Is this how you envisioned their working relationship to be when it was sort of set up at the end of season one? I honestly had no idea how this was ever going to work because how would she allow her Mm. to do stuff? I was like, I don't think this is going to work out. So I'm kind of glad they've undone that in the first episode because it just doesn't work. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit more shady. I thought that on the surface of things, it was all going to look the same to everyone else. okay. But that Mariner would be basically being able to do her things without really getting punished and like nothing going on a record or anything like that. So I thought it was going to be like that. I didn't 
think they were going to be like buddy buddy um, like at the beginning when she's like from a Starfleet point of view uh no but from a cool mom point of view <laughs> yeah, yes yeah. i was like what but it was quite fun it was like the only time we've really seen that dynamic between them mm. on the whole show and i do like that they both disliked it and even when they've been so nice to each other when Marin <laughs> at the end when Marin is being taken out to the brig and just the way Marin says so she's like there's a security team waiting to take me to the brig isn't there <laughs> whatever Freeman says back just the way Marina says it was just so happy and fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, it was... You don't get moments like that very often. And you can yeah. just see it in Marina's eyes as well. Uh, and it, it gives real throwbacks to when she's saying nice things. She's like, I can do whatever I want. as she's pulled out of the doors. Reminded me of when she was doing the... Uh, Joke's on you, I love the brig. But the, the live long and prosper. Oh, yeah, bit, yeah. Coming out of the, um, yeah. the ready room. But this time it was, it was like the same scene almost, but played differently so that was mm. kind of cool so you're happy then that we're back to a similar dynamic of last season i feel season. like it just works better for mariner and anything that can make mariner more mariner yeah mariner has got to be running against the machine mm. and against the man otherwise mariner doesn't really work and the more mariner mariner is the better the show is if mariner can get away with everything that she does mariner ultimately is just a very good starfleet officer yeah so, and we know she's a very good Starfleet. She's more officer. Starfleet than Starfleet is. <laughs> she is, yeah. <laughs> she? So she needs to have that conflict, I think. Otherwise, yeah, what you've got is just a really good officer. And I think that a lot of the fun with Mariner comes from the fact that she just ends up in all these insane situations because she's trying to do right. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was happy to see how they left it. Now, let's maybe talk about the ransom stuff because that obviously <laughs> ties in to what was going on with Mariner. Now, I didn't think that the season premiere was going to be essentially a Ransom episode. Mm. And it really touched on Ransom's relationship with Freeman, how Ransom sort of perceives his role on the ship. But you only really pick up on a lot of that in second view, and I thought, because we've watched it twice mm. as we record this, and I'd love to watch it again as well. I probably will, because I picked up on stuff the second time that I didn't the first time. Mm. Obviously, in the scene which you mentioned earlier, where they're talking about how do we have to do things the Starfleet way, but in a cool mum way, yes, go ahead and do it. Ransom was in the room and he's like, you know, a little bit of a... <clears throat> uh, Did you I'm forget still here. I was here? Well, even, well, they say that, don't they? And yeah. then he's like, yes, that seems to be happening a lot recently. You knew straight away that Ransom wasn't going to be happy. And it's quite funny because obviously Ransom, if you remember, in the previous episode at the end of season one, he starts sucking up to Mariner big time after he knows that she's yeah. the, uh, the daughter of Freeman. But obviously Mariner has worn that out. And i got to be honest, Mariner, and she knew it as well, was being a dick to old Jack <laughs> even when she, she came back down I missed this on first viewing after the credits night, when she's back down um, going to their quarters you know what I say quarters where they all sleep and she's like I gotta make a quick personal log just to sort of note all the awful things she did to Jack <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just like she's such a jerk she goes down to the planet with Jack basically all they gotta do this bit was hilarious essentially this planet I can't remember if they were just joining the Federation or just being yeah, set up for something. But essentially, they've just been set up on the subspace communication thing, which is like a phone line, basically. They get network coverage for the most part. All the species had to do was pick a telephone number, essentially. But it turns out numbers are very important to them. And so they um, they struggled to do so. And whilst this is going on, Marin has had sort of off-the-record permission to clean the buildings just because it's a mess there. They haven't cleaned any of the buildings and Mariner seems thinks like it would make a difference. Seems like a fine idea. Yeah, so Mariner does that. Unfortunately, that causes some ancient device there to activate and starts striking out like lightning and everything. And they're all under attack. And Ransom was a real hero. He really was. This is one of my notes. Point. 
yeah. is that even though he could probably benefit from Mariner getting zapped by some strange energies, he jumps in and he's like, hey, Mariner, no. Yeah, because they had a little argument before this when he was telling her yeah. to help out and, or get some more pads because I love that the pads don't scroll. It's like this joke <laughs> that it's, it's just so funny that to get more pads and uh, she's been a bit bit of a dick but ransom in his attempts to come and save mariner because he's a heroic starfleet officer gets sort of struck by this weird strange energy first we think he's going to be okay he just looks a bit fried and then it turns out that the strange energy is having an effect on him now before we move on to the effect they have can i just point out as well that i only saw this online just before we recorded but the voice of the alien who was having to choose the phone number was your man from ant-man and wandavision the old uh, fbi agent yeah, apparently, yeah. So, oh, um, cool. Well, yeah, what a what a cool connection, eh? Yeah. Um, I've not verified that, but I did see it on a on an article I was reading. The basic gist now is that Ransom gets his powers, and much in Gary Mitchell fashion. Now, Gary Mitchell got a shout out and an image of him actually in this episode. Katie, could you tell me who Gary Mitchell is? Wasn't he in the first episode of is it TOS or yes TOS? Yeah. yeah. And he goes like mad with power, mm-hmm. and then they drop a rock on him. Essentially. That's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a long fifty five minutes. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, that's the the original pilot that was made with William Shatner. They'd already been the cage previously to that for Pike, but yeah. So this was the first Kirk episode. It didn't air first, but it's the first ones. Gary Mitchell got godlike powers, which we now know were strange energies yeah, that, yeah. that consumed him. That was the scientific uh, yeah, explanation yeah. for the, it. And I appreciate logs. having that scientific explanation yeah. now. Ransom gets very similar. Dr. Tana even compares it to Gary Mitchell and name drops him. And then he just gets angrier and angrier because essentially Ransom's pissed off that Freeman's been ignoring him for her daughter. Now, the strange amp- energies just amplify his anger and yeah. that makes him physically grow. Yeah, he starts growing. They can't do anything about him. They can't stop him. Uh, Mariner made a foolish error, I thought, at one point where she tried to beam him onto the ship. And I, thought, I mean, that wasn't smart. No, it didn't work. But I was thinking, you can't contain him here. I don't think putting him up on the Cerritos is going to be very smart. So he eventually gets bigger and bigger and then he decides he needs to take issue with the ship. And so he detaches his head, so we get like a this head separation. A Felt very much like in it's TNG like, when the uh, yeah, cells. yeah yeah when the, the saucer separates. We got that with uh, Ransom. So Ransom's saucer separated from uh, from the rest of his vessel, and his head floats up into space. Gets bigger and bigger whilst in space. <laughs> so there's a bit of trash talking from him to the Cerritos, and he attacks the Cerritos first. Just his face. So he's just trying to, like, eat the shield. Like a giant yeah, Cerritos but, cookie. But yeah, he does grow hands at one point during this attack. And I can't remember the exact line, but it might be one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Prepare for the grabbing! Or <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah, isn't yeah. it? He's growing hands. Prepare for grabbing. or Yeah, brilliant. Can um, we just give a shout out to Captain Freeman as well in this bit? Because he gets so angry that he decides that he doesn't just want to kill Mariner. He wants to become captain. Yeah. And the sass that she gives when she realizes he's after her job, she's like, oh, no, you don't. That's my ship. They're trying to stop Ransom's attack on the ship. Mm. And, yeah, they're trying to stop his attack. And Mariner's like, use phasers, use torpedoes. And, like, it's just giving him more energy and making him stronger. Freeman realizes, no, the Starfleet way to deal with this is to talk him down. So they hail him. Now, I don't know how he heard the hail. <laughs> no, I know. Um, Does I mean, he have an internal communication well, system? See? Look at you. You're such a Trekkie now. I know, right? You're such a nerd. <laughs> I know. Um, but I was wondering the same thing. And also, like, sound doesn't travel in space. It's not even like there's, like, big speakers on the ship that are, like, 
playing this out, but whatever. I'm not that kind of nerd. I just say this stuff because I know it's going to, I'm going to see it in the comments somewhere mm. or something, but I don't give, I really don't give two hoots about that. And uh, she talks him down really when she's apologizing to him that she did ignore him and, uh, uh, and Ransom is a little bit needy. He's super needy. He's always striving for... Validation. Yeah, validation and attention. Praise. I want to know what his relationship was like with his parents. I hope we get to see. Just such a Criminal Minds fan. Well, I'm not you, saying he's a serial killer. You're profiling him. I'm not profiling I am profiling you're him. You're profiling him. Yeah. I could be a staff Deliver profiler. the profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. We need to deliver the profile. <laughs> Jack Ransom is a man in his early 30s. Who had no relationship with his parents because... He was never good enough for them. Always trying to impress his parents, but yeah, they never would accept him, even when he got to... I don't know, we could be doing this for ages. Yeah. We'll stop there. That's the job for after. Eventually, it does work on him. It does start to... He starts to really enjoy the flattery of the comments until he, yeah, as you said, he realises he also now wants to be captain. So he wants to, <laughs> he wants to kill Freeman. And at that moment, she goes from being really helpful to like... The sass queen. There's only one captain here. (laughs) And during all this, whilst he's having this attack, the rest of his body is building a gym. (laughs) This was so funny. (laughs) He's building a gym on the planet. Not only has he turned every one of the citizens into ransom. Oh, yeah. He's changed all their faces. He's building himself a mini gym. Yeah. I saw an exercise bike. (laughs) He's also at one point like bench pressing trees or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and is. it gets worse. Like he starts like doing it with buildings and stuff. <laughs> and, and Tan is like, it looks like he's working on his uh, tries and buys. <laughs> I forgot about that. Prima's like, what's going on down there? Oh, it, um, he's working on arm his day. Tries. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's some gold in this episode. When you rewatch them as well, there's, there's some of the dialogue. You just miss it the first time because you're like, oh my god, new episode. And, you and to... also, we start talking about funny bits. Yeah. And then we miss something. Yeah. So you have to watch it again at least one time just to do it in silence where you can just kind of watch, uh, listen to all the sort of funny lines. They do stop Jack. How do they stop him? They stop him by Mariner kicking the headless body in the bulls. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Like... His face as well. It's not even just like kind of like, ooh, ow. You know, like a cartoon can be quite lazy mm. about this. His whole... F- did you see his face? Yeah, yeah. His whole face scrunches up yeah. he just falls so and keels when did you over. when did you realize that he was getting kicked in the balls did you know before you saw it i don't think so did you i suspected and people can be like what but honestly men will understand this when he reacted the first time i was like i was like what's going on here when it happened the second time when he's still in space and you see him reacting to it there's only one reason a man <laughs> makes a face like that <laughs> He's getting kicked oh in the bollocks. And sure enough, we cut to literally Mariner's, I think, boot in his nuts. And there's that one final shot, I think, where she kicks in, in the balls. Over. And you see his like head come back and you see like underneath his chin. And he's just like, he's dying. <laughs> I mean, the work they must have had to do to repair down there. And you pointed this out the first time I watched it, that when, when Ransom's on the, the bio bed in sickbay, and he's obviously all naked or whatever. But the little thing that goes over him healing is like, it's just over it's his crotch. It's only over his crotch, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, there's nothing else wrong with him. And they're like, when Freeman comes in, she's like, oh, we want you back on duty. I need you by my side. Like, get better. It's basically wishing his dick well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> just, yeah, just wants get that thing get. better. I need those balls out there. <laughs> um, I'm wondering though, do you think Dr. Tana would have done the reconstructive work herself, given, like, she's got claws. Yeah. Now, unless you've got a kink, I don't know if I'd want Dr. Tana repairing I'm going to just put this me. out there. I probably wouldn't want a cat 
performing any kind of medical treatment on me. (laughs) That's what's so funny about her being the doctor on the ship. Ransom, basically, it turns out that mostly his ego was hurt by the fact that he was no longer the go-to on the ship and that's about that for that story so what did you think of ransom's little storyline it was ridiculous but i was i was living for it it was great i think it was the moment he tried to eat the ship no for me it was when his head came off i was like what (laughs) and then it just kept growing you know the funny thing is though (laughs) as absurd as that is his head would come off and and float away and you wouldn't imagine seeing that in like (laughs) like nowadays with today's technology It'd it'd be grim as hell but it's so tos is I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, they obviously were playing on like TOS at moments where the ship like battles with like a big hand and everything. So yeah, it just felt very TOS. So like there was established sort of history of Trek doing this. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I loved that. I thought it was great. I love Ransom as a character. I think he's, he's fantastic. Hilarious. I think some of his dialogue delivery, it's all, it's all great. As I said earlier, I was really surprised that he was the first episode of the show. Like mostly by him. He did a very good job as an ensemble. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But predominantly plot was led by him. There was one final real subplot going on. That was Tendy yeah. and Rutherford. This was left last time where Rutherford had no idea who Tendy was because he had his like cyborg implants ripped out. That's changed now, three months later. But Tendy has some concerns. So mm-hmm. Rutherford's got his implants and stuff in again, which I kind of expected that was going to happen. But I would have liked to have seen it happen. Like maybe you have to wait a while for it or whatnot, just mm-hmm. to get to know him without it. But yeah, basically, he's going on dates again. I've forgotten a name. Oh, what a bad Lower Decks fan. Uh, I've forgotten it too, yeah. and I was saying it to you earlier. It turns out he's gone on a date with the Trill officer who he was on a date with in the very first episode of the show, who he ditched because she wasn't overly concerned by the fact that a certain security thing didn't kick in on the... I can't even remember the tech for it. I'm not that kind of fan. But he, it turns out he likes her. This new Rutherford mm. likes her, and so Tendi decides something must be wrong with his implants. He also likes pears. He likes pears. He's never liked pears before. Which leads to one of the funniest lines uh, <laughs> in all of TV that I've ever heard. Two words, and one of them was bleeped out. <laughs> uh, so uh, eventually Tendi goes mad. She goes nuts. It leads to a chase scene where she's chasing him because she wants to shoot him with... Well, at that point, I think she was trying to cut him open to take yeah, his brain out of his body. Yeah, she said that she would cut out his brain and freeze it so that she could micro suture it or something yeah, um, and I was like oh my somewhat god somewhat terrifying I mean what's worrying is that she did go into the mess hall firing her like medical phaser thing I love how calm the girl on the date was though she was like um I think your friend's gonna shoot you yeah, but no one really reacted they all dodged the shots no security came no one was called but know. when you think about it you know at the end where they're in that corridor and they're just like calmly having a chat whilst Ransom's trying to like chow down on So yeah, you can the see ship. you can see outside the windows whilst having a heart to heart that Ransom's head is floating by attacking the ship. And they're on the just outside. they haven't even noticed or they're like, well we'll deal with it later. It really was like the reverse of the first episode actually in season one where Rutherford and uh, the trailer out spacesuits going around the ship and you could see through the corridors oh, uh, yeah. Shax was like fighting and you had this epic battle that you wish you'd got to see inside it was reversed around this time mm. which i thought was quite smart but they realized tandy admits that there's actually nothing wrong with rutherford she just wanted her best friend back so are they gonna be best friends are they gonna eventually become love interests it's hard to know we know that rutherford has had a romantic interest in her previously because he pretty much turned badgie into a serial killer in his attempts to impress her but rutherford as he said before that he just wanted to go swimming with girls but it looks like he uh he's back on board with tandy they have a heart to heart and then by the end of it he does go back a bit to his old way and what's the famous line? F*** pears. <laughs> pears. That made me laugh so hard. Such a great line. We were both laughing out loud, I think, yeah. at that line. And there was some funny stuff in that whole thing, like where Tandy's doing the uh, the shock therapy thing on him. Her, 
shock therapy was a brutal assault. Oh yeah, I've got some real questions about like it's the way she was ethics. doing it, all with a great big smile on her face. Like she's sick. Oh, it's dark. Yeah, and I love how she was like. I've been training for this after she explained it to Mariner and it seemed like quite logical in the first step. It was like, yeah, so he's going to have some hormonal changes and then and then his brain's going to leak out of his nose. And I was like, oh my God, what? Can you imagine some of the scenes though in live action? God. You'd be like, holy crap, Trek is really taking This would be turn. like an 18. Well, I rewatched the episode the other day actually where Badgie's just tearing people's arms off and everything in the holodeck. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. This is, this is graphic. That all ends then with our main characters, Tandy, Rutherford and Mariner in the brig. So Tandy and Rutherford just visiting Mariner, who is in a happy place when she's there. And she's come to sort of almost be, I guess, happy for Boimler. But Boyman's gone. They're saying, you know, I wonder what he's up to. Imagine the adventures he's having. Because obviously Cerritos is a second contact ship. It's not meant to have many big adventures. Whereas the Titan is like a frontline ship. And Riker's one of the top captains in the fleet. So he's going to have amazing adventures. And so we cut to... They're in a battle with packleds, and there's like three or four of them. There's a weird space anomaly in front of them. Riker's using jazz language again to try and give instructions, and Boimler's like, what does that even mean? Punch me a way out. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> the other guy's like, punch in. <laughs> and then they fly into the anomaly thing. He's like, why would you fly into and the anomaly? And their whole bodies just stretch. And Riker's like, I love my life. <laughs> Boimler's just looking terrified. Uh, and that was Boimler's appearance. Now, we know clearly this is not going to end well for Boimler. He's going to come back to the Cerritos. He's not designed for, for no. that kind of ship. On paper, he is, but... Mariner is designed for it. Yeah. But she just chooses she not just to. doesn't want to. Now, I suspected this was going to be the only way we'd see Boimler in this episode from the trailer. Something about it just struck me as... A sort of final cut to scene. You haven't seen the trailers, really. No. Not the new one that dropped like a week or two ago. You haven't seen that because we were going to do a special episode of the show talking about it, but then we decided to drink wine and gin instead. That's how devoted we are to our podcasting <laughs> responsibilities. So that played out how I thought, but it was really funny. Great end to the episode. I'm sure we're going to get more bits like that as the show goes on as well. All in all, how did you find the season two premiere, Strange Energies? Oh, it was so good. Happy to have it back. So, yeah, it's it's been a long wait. It has been. It, it has felt really long. We've had no Trek since, like, middle of January when Discovery went off the air. Well, for you, you have. All the Trek you've watched is new. It's been a dry spell for me. I thought this was a really good episode. I loved the Cerritos. They've obviously sexied her up a little bit in between seasons. I thought the animation looked great. As always, the voice work on this show is awesome. Mariner continues to be one of my favourite Trek characters. And I do still have my crush on Mariner as well. I mean, do you have, me too. You've got a crush on Mariner Kinda. as well. Holy crap, we're, we're throwing our own twists into our <laughs> second season right now. See where this goes this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought everything about it was hilarious. What was your favourite part then, or favourite parts? Favourite parts was probably seeing all the crazy shit that Ransom was doing with his strange energies, like turning the medical equipment into an ice cream for Tana and erecting <laughs> yeah. a big tower of himself, building a gym. The gym was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the space sick, the like rainbow. The rainbow he had like sick. rainbow yeah. stuff coming out of his arms, you know, when he first mm. had the power and I was like, that is so cool. The rainbow vomit was hilarious. That was so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was hot as well. And I was like, oh, do you think so it was? Gross. Do you think it was warm? But imagine if vomit was like that. Steaming rainbow vomit. Well, not steaming. I'd take the hot bit out of it. That's, that's grim. But if vomit was just like rainbow vomit like that, it would, wouldn't feel so bad when you're doing it. 
we have not watched any trailers for the rest of the season. I've seen the one, but you haven't seen anything. You go in blind into mm. every episode. Any predictions for season two then after what we've seen? I don't know, because really season two could have been a long sort of way of like Mariner figuring out things for the mum and how that dynamic worked. But that's kind of over. So mm. really, I have no idea. Mm. None. Boimler will be back. We'll get him back somehow. I'm looking forward to the next episode, which this podcast now drops on a Monday. We used to drop on a Sunday, but on a Monday gives us a bit more time to do these episodes and discussions. It brightens up your Monday. Yes, when this comes out, we've only got, what, four days until the new episode drops. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for more lower decks. Any final thoughts, then, you'd like to share? I just think it was awesome. And you always worry, don't you, that it may be... It was amazing last time, and then this one's just a stretch out or something like that. I but never it was worry about that. Literally, just as, if not more, awesome than season one. Wow, that's I mean, because I love the characters plan. now. You know, yeah, they're really cool. I'm the really invested. So yeah, I hope it ends happily for everyone. Ultimately, yeah, because you don't expect a cartoon to make you cry. But then BoJack Horseman is like the never watched that. You've seen bits of it though. Bits of it, and that is and that was depressing. That's one of the heaviest shows I've ever watched in my life. Makes you laugh and then makes you feel lower than you've ever felt. In the same <laughs> scene sometimes. It's really weird. It's like the ranch. Yeah, like just like the ranch, really. Thank you very much for listening then, guys, to this show. I did try to get our son's thoughts on the episode, but I paused YouTube and asked him to come record his thoughts. And he went, Noah! So he now, he now says no as the word Noah. Which means he truly is leaning into his Welsh side. And teenage side. <laughs> and teenage side. A bit of news. He actually watches Lower Decks on his own now. Yeah, he does. He loves which, it. Which, given this is meant to be an adult animated comedy, I think that is a troubling sign for our parenting. Mm. But yeah, he, do- he doesn't get any of the adult stuff. It just floats over his head. Which is how you want it to be, really. But he loves it. And he did like this episode as well. He was very happy to watch floating it. floating head, but... The floating head, which we knew was going to excite him. Yeah. I did. So yeah, and our daughter was watching it with us as well. When his head came off, she was like whoa oh no my head can't come off that would hurt did you say <laughs> no, that no i didn't <laughs> yeah. i did hear her say he needs a doctor <laughs> oh tana was trying yeah. so yeah thank you for coming back for this episode we will be back every single week throughout the season two run for lower decks just like we were last season and you can follow us on social media at blast shield up so that's across all the typical platforms and by all means please Leave a review on our Apple Podcast page if you get a chance. Five stars, please. Nothing less, because that really f***s up our rating. And feels like a kick in the ransom nuts. I mean, it does, actually. <laughs> oh, am I going to start calling them my ransom nuts? It makes it sound like, like, like I'm holding hit. them to ransom. Yeah. That might even be true anyway. So it's like a a double... Entendre. 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 I can't say it properly. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. We will be back in seven days. Until then, live long and prosper. This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Yeah, so we cut to night time. Harry sneaks out of the bed and starts looking up Voyager with his security codes, etc. Um, again, should be in underwear, but... Computer, show me Tom Paris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> show me his location right now. Oh, he's 450 metres away. <laughs> hey. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was grounded. <laughs>
He's like, I have to go to a hookup. Libby, I have to go to Bear. I had to he found he found him Tom on, and on Harry Space on Star Trek Grinder and he's like it's Space Grinder. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4 Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. And cards the other character trying to solve the mystery. So he leaves for that reason alone. It could be and it could really be any character. Any one of of the main cast members could have gone with Data and been there with Data several days later, trying to solve what happened to the Enterprise. It's it, it it's very very much a kind of a, a plot reason and nothing more. I think. Yeah, um, I kind of wish Data had stayed on the ship actually, because I would like to have seen him regress to a pocket calculator. <laughs> Computer, deactivate Holosuite.